Hey, Zach, how we doing, buddy? Oh, well, I was good, but I really hated that. Not gonna lie. Buddy? Yeah, I, uh, I actually called you that intentionally because uh, I wanted to draw attention to a story that happened to me recently. Do tell. So as you know, I've recently been employed at Lululemon. That's right. My favorite Lululemon employee. I am, in fact, your favorite Lululemon employee mm. and probably a lot of the listeners. Probably. Hopefully. <laughs> I would hope so. Um, unless their kid works there. But that's neither here nor there. Zach. Neither. I'm getting caught in the weeds. I was working at Lululemon. Yep. And a man approached me. And he said, I was like, hey, man, how can I help you with something? He's like, hey, big guy. And I don't know what he said after that <laughs> because, because I was very distracted by uh, your just rage, my inner rage. Yeah. Oh. And he so he was asking for our manager because he was new, he was a new hire. So, oh, so he works with yeah, you. Yeah, so I work there. I've been, I'm a tenured employee by this point. Yeah, you've worked for like two weeks. Like four shifts under yes. my belt. I'm to him. I could be a manager. You're seasoned. He doesn't know. No, he doesn't. And he was there for an HR meeting because it was his first time. And I was like, "Yeah, like they're in the back." And he goes, "Oh, all right, thanks, buddy." Oh gosh. He just hit me with the double slap, dude. Oh, I'm so. Right, first of all, I'm so sorry I happened to you. <laughs> Thank you. I know how that feels. One, because you just called me buddy. I know. That's why I called you. So you'd be able to, you'd be in a state where you could empathize. There's so many of those like names. I don't even know what you call them. Yeah. And before you get going, let me tell you, this okay. man, let me describe him. Okay. Probably 6'6". So he is a big guy. He's a big guy. And you're, you're not girthy. six. He's also girthy. He's thick too. You're not like two six. C's. <laughs> and you're not a I big know, guy. Man. I'm not. I'm like 5'11". You're not. You're, you're an average guy. I'm an average guy. Which is good. What? Yes, it's great for you me. You fit into the majority of clothes that sells. Yeah. What can I say? But there's just words or names that you can be called. And I don't know what it is for girls. I've heard sweet girl is one. Yeah. Hey, sweet girl. You know, but for guys, there's so many. Mm. Buddy. Chief. Commander. <laughs> commander and chief. Unless you're the president, <laughs> don't the president. call me that. That's right. I mean, big guy, buddy, bu bucko, uh, pal. Oh, pal! Don't call all me of pal. these names are just strike them through. They're they're not on the list. Right? It's so inconsiderate and so demeaning. As two average sized guys, yeah. Like, call me Zach or Sir. <laughs> just or, kidding. Don't call me Sir. <laughs> what did you say, Sir? I couldn't hear. You. No, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, just call us our names. Yeah, or, it's or it's like, Zach hey man, dude, bro. Yes, those that's better. I Zach, love those. Man, dude, bro. Zach and Coop, Coop and Zach, whichever way you want to spin it. It's great. We'll see you on the streets. Yes. Welcome to the Next Generation Leader Podcast, where we believe great leaders are listeners, especially during their youth. Good leaders learn from their successes and mistakes, but great leaders learn from the successes and mistakes of those who go before them. I'm your host, Zach Funderburg, here with my co-host, Coop. 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 <laughs> What's up, Zach? Hey, it's good to see you, buddy. No, I'm, oh, I'm kidding. Oh, man. I'm kidding. Hey, today we got a really special one. It was a really special interview. So when I was nine years old, I was a Kennecott camper most of my life. And shout out Kennecott camp. Shout out camp, like always. When I was nine, you know at camp, whenever a kid is announced and they're a camper, their counselors come and, and run and get them. So I was okay. on stage. I said my name. And I said, I'm in cabin nine. And so these three guys came and got me, one of which is named Robert Neely. Robert Neely. He sounds like a big guy. <laughs> he, he was, he was pretty, 
Yeah, pretty big. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Getting caught in the weeds. Yeah, we're getting caught in the weeds here. But he ran up, got me at the time. He was a lacrosse player at uh, Vanderbilt University, and then went on to do the Canica Institute, which we'll talk about later. But it's really cool because while he was at the institute, I was still in high school in Branson, and so he was living in Branson. We reconnected at FBC, and then two years ago here in Dallas. We're at Watermark where we go to church. FBC is First Baptist Church of Branson. Of Branson, that's right. But we're at Watermark and I'm sitting down the row from a guy that looks just like him. And so it's the time where you get up and you greet the people around you. And he asked me what my shirt was from. I was like, it's actually from my director at Canacug, Matt Houston. Shout out Matt Houston. Shout out Matt Houston. And he was like, oh, no way. And he was like looking at me. He's like, is your name Zach Funderburg? And I looked back at him and I said, is your name Robert Neely? And he's like, this is it. And we reconnected there. He is the CEO. Well, he's the founder and CEO Ooh. of Inspire More here in Dallas. It's a positive media uh, company. And so what they do is they have a like a daily briefing type email, but it's called The Morning Smile. And it's focusing on positive news and focusing on making people smile. And I actually have a clip from our good friend, Mr. Rogers, that I want to play right now. <laughs> How do you know him? Well, I don't know him. <laughs> but he's kind of everyone's good friend. But he's my neighbor. So yes. I, I thought we'd play a clip from him. This is exactly what their company does. Listen to this. You know, my mother used to say a long time ago, whenever there would be any really catastrophe that was on the, in the movies or, or on the air, she would say, always look for the helpers. There, were, there will always be helpers, you know, even just on the sidelines. That's why I think that if news programs could make a conscious effort of showing rescue teams, of, of showing who, uh, medical people, anybody who is coming into a place where there's a tragedy, to be, to be sure that they include that. Because if you look for the helpers, you'll know that there's hope. Wow, that's awesome, Zach. I mean, I think he has a great point of so many people focusing on all of the bad things. And obviously, we don't push them aside and pretend they don't happen. Right. But there's so much value in recognizing the helpers, as he calls them, in every situation because they are there if you look for them. I love that. Right. And that's what Inspire More does. They they notice that there's bad in the world and they're noticing that it's affecting the people. It's affecting the human race with anxiety and depression on the rise. Yeah, the rates are at an all-time high, right? It, yeah, it's crazy. And so they want to give people positive media and, and focusing on what's around the bad. What is happening that is good in our schools? What is happening that good in the city of Dallas? And it's inspiring people. That's why it's called Inspire More. So I get to talk to Robert about what it looks like to have a positive outlook on things and how to inspire people. I have a quote mm. from um, his, actually his co-founder. It says, it's not just happy news or uplifting stories as to inspire means to breathe life into. And wow. so for us, it has a deeper meaning of breathing more life into culture through stories of hope and acts of kindness that people can be a part of. And so I love this company. I subscribe to their, their morning smile and I would suggest that you do as well. It's beneficial. It's helpful. Um, this is a very insightful interview, and I think it's very positive and very useful for all of our listeners. So Awesome. I'm excited. Here's my interview with Robert Neely. Well, Robert, thanks for being with us today. I'm excited to have you on. This is kind of a crazy flashback to when I was a camper a long time ago at Canicut Camps. I was walking in. I think I was nine or 10 years old, yep. and I was uh, in cabin nine, I was placed in cabin nine and you ran and got me. 
and I, I remember, and we reconnected. And so it's just a crazy, uh, um, turn of events to where I get to sit with you and ask you questions today, but just explain or what you're doing in Dallas today, kind of your background and kind of tell your story. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, that was, let's see, what was that? 11 years ago? I think so. Something like that. Crazy. It's so funny how the Lord <laughs> yeah, works. It's amazing. So yeah, that was a part of my crazy journey. So then I was in college at Vanderbilt, and after Vanderbilt, I went and worked at a strategy uh, consulting company, Deloitte, doing strategy and operations work. And it was an amazing experience, but I wanted to grow as a leader and grow as a follower of Jesus. So I went and did the Canicuck Institute, right. a year-long mini-seminary, basically, where you study the Bible, um, and you study uh, different religions, and you study how do you be a leader in the world. Right. And then that rolled into a master's degree in leadership and ethics through John Brown University in Northwest Arkansas in Salem Springs. I don't know. Have you right. Yeah, yeah. I have a few friends um, together. So very fascinating study. I thought it would, uh, honestly, I was just, I was really impressed and amazed by it. Um, but we studied a lot about what drives people. Why do people do what they do from a human perspective? You know, if you're from somewhere in the world or from here or from somewhere else, why do we do what we do? Right. And so from a lot of different perspectives, we studied that. Um, and I began to see this golden thread that no matter who you are, where you're from, what you've been through, where you want to go, who you want to be, we're all human and we all have this innate and deep desire to be loved and to love someone else. Right. And so, you know, I, I believe that's how God has inherently wired us. But if you view it from a philosophical, secular perspective, it, it still resounds. It's yeah. very compelling. And so I saw that and I was like, man, that's very fascinating. If businesses are uh, created to fill needs, and if that's one of the, if not the largest need in humanity, this desire to be loved and love others, then there's got to be a business around that. Right. And so that was really the genesis for Inspire More. And so uh, my wife and I moved to Dallas in 2013, and I was kind of just thinking about that concept. And then one night, I, I remember I was just, I was doing late night brainstorming, like in bed before mm -hmm. I went to bed, you know, restless, couldn't fall yeah. asleep. And the whole vision for Inspire More popped into my mind one night, like fully formed basically. And so in its essence, Inspire More is, um, we are a creator and aggregator of good news and uplifting media. So the quick, the quickest, quippiest way I like to say is if CNN was all positive, that's right. what we do. Yeah, yeah. And then we give back to different uh, nonprofits. Yeah, talk about that. Something I read was that you've given over $100,000 to different charities yeah. in the DFW area. So how does that come about? How does the positive media, or what does your, your uh, sort of format look like? Yeah. You create content, you put it out, and then you give to charities. How does that all work? Yeah. What does that look like? Yeah, absolutely. So um, our, our bread and butter is short form digital. So that's short videos or articles or uh, stories or lists that you would read on a website that we then distribute through social media or through email. Mm -hmm. So across all of social and email, we have about 6.5 million followers and subscribers. So essentially we will find the most inspiring things in the world and we'll do a write up on them or we'll get that video and then we'll share it with all of our people. Um, so we're not, we're not really trying to produce and create on our own because this is the age of the iPhone capturing something really moving. You know, people want the raw, real footage more than anything. Right. And they want these real stories as well. So we will 
find those. We will use technologies and network of people. Um, we have quite a few different ways that we find these things. And our goal is to really present the best, most inspiring content to people from all over the world. So we do that. And the hope is when you watch this, uh, you can leave with an emotional perspective. Really, at the end of the day, our core product is hope and perspective. Mm -hmm. We want someone to watch something, whether it's a piece on uh, parenting or it's a story about relationships or it's something about adventure or health or technology and it makes you go wow or oh or that's amazing mm -hmm. just all the good emotions and at the end of the day our core product is hope and perspective right. because we want to provide a quote-unquote righteous interruption to someone's day because mm -hmm. we all get stressed and depressed but if you can have a little dose of hope throughout the day right. that's what we hope to give and so we want to inspire people and then we also want them to not just be inspired but to go do something and so kind of our way to lead out in that is that we feature a different charity every month and uh it's something that is just generally uplifting and good and it's typically in the dfw area but we've gone beyond that right and we uh create a marketing video for them and then we give them a little bit of money as well but really our biggest service to them is this video that we create because mm. i think we've driven i don't know anywhere to two to five million views for charity wow just driving exposure for them yeah and we've had some of the charities we've featured end up on like good morning america things like that wow. so well that's awesome and something we were even talking about before we press record is the anxiety and depression that is going up in our society and especially with college students so kind of talk about as a leader how can you combat that with say hope and what you're trying to do with hope and inspiring people how can we combat this age of anxiety i mean i think that is the question um so personally i believe that worldviews are determined through four different things it's faith family friends and media mm -hmm. and so you know if those are the four factors then you can try to figure out how can i help someone in one of those four factors for me you know obviously with our company we focus on media you know, if you watch a show that's all all about like serial killers, right. like there's one out there called Criminal Minds that I think is just really destructive. It's it's it paints itself as like fun and not a big deal, and it's a it's interesting and stay tuned to the next episode. But what it does is it can poison your mind, mm -hmm. right? So if you are what you eat, and you're constantly consuming media that tells you that the world is bad and that you're not good enough, whether that's through negative news or social media or bad shows on Netflix. Mm. I mean, it's amazing how much we can toe the line or cross the line right. uh, and not even realize it or fool ourselves. So I think if we can train ourselves to enjoy the good out there, that's that's definitely something because it, when you do that, that gives you hope and it gives you perspective. Mm. Like, I mean, one of my favorite stories we've ever reported on, it's so simple, but it was this girl who's driving along the highway and this middle-aged man pulls over and falls, falls out of his car and he's like having a stroke or something and hundreds of cars whiz by. And then this, this 15 year old girl stops and helps this man and ends up talking to him and then basically saving his life because mm -hmm. she helps him through this, but she shouldn't have stopped. Hundreds of people didn't stop, but right. just hearing that reminds you, oh yeah, there is good in the world. So I don't have to be stressed about it being all about me. I can go do things for other people. And it's these really basic principles right. that we can so forget in a consumer culture 
but you remind yourself of it and then you try to remind your friends of it through little you know, little nuggets here and there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's so good. And in the consumer culture of it's all about me and it's all about what you can do for me or yeah. what the society can do for me. And we have to remember as leaders and just as followers of Jesus Christ, that what you put in your mind is what comes out and the byproduct of what you listen to, what you watch is how you're going to live your life. So kind of talk about that, the consumer product, what you put in is what comes out. Okay. This is interesting. So we were finishing up like a capital raise for our company and I was talking to a potential investor and she said, uh, I lost my daughter emotionally, like our emotional connection, the moment she started following Kim Kardashian mm. and, you know, not to like bash on Kim Kardashian, but point being like what Kim Kardashian was saying at that moment was, was poisonous and it was hurt, hurtful for her daughter right um maybe she's changed especially now with all the kanye stuff oh yeah um but this daughter then was influenced with ideals that were all about like self-focus mm -hmm. and i think you see that across especially social media right you have influencers or people who are like look at me look at me selfie 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 right i mean what does that engender it's it's not it's it's kind of the opposite of selflessness and I think a lot of people view it as harmless, right? Like it's not a big deal. But I think that's that's the issue. We don't take seriously enough our media practices, you know, what yeah. we celebrate, what we consume, what we do ourselves. Um, and it can it can really hurt people. Right. So yeah, I mean, I, I just think it's a it's a really tricky environment because media consumption is higher than it's ever been. Mm. And it's I think it's at like 11.5 hours per day. It's crazy. And crazy. so uh, I think that's too much. Yeah. You know, and so as a media company and as a media guy saying that, you'd think that that's, that doesn't make sense. But our goal as a company is we want people to consume a little bit of our media and then go and live life. Right. You know. Yeah. And I think I found a quote your co-founder, I believe, said is our vision since day one has always been to build a business that taps into our deep human desire to be inspired and to inspire others with the goal of making the world a better place. Yeah. And I think what y'all are doing is so important of just inspiring people daily with positive content rather than the negative content that fills their brains throughout all of their platforms. And so I want to talk about inspiration and what it means to inspire someone mm -hmm. and as a leader how you do that effectively how your business does that and what does inspiration mean and how do leaders do it effectively so the word inspire it means to breathe life into mm -hmm. and i think it's a very powerful and biblical concept and if you kind of just stop during a day and listen for that word you hear it a lot because it means a lot it basically means, you know, to lift someone up, to broaden their perspective, to give them hope. Mm. Um, and there's there's tons of ways to do that. I think that it's also different for everyone. And so, uh, you know, you and I were talking beforehand. It's it's really good to try to understand people, and you understand people by asking really good questions and by being a great conversationalist. Right. And so. If you can understand someone, then you can understand how they tick. And if you understand how they tick and how they function, then you can figure out, okay, what does this person really need to be loved mm. in this moment and to be lifted up? Yeah. And, you know, think about those people that you're around and when you're around them, it's electric and you're like, oh my gosh, I can go accomplish anything. Those people are, you know, that's, that comes with either crazy natural gifting 
or lots of training and discipline and just mm -hmm. growth as a leader or probably both at the right. end of the day. And so I think realizing like I need to understand people. I can't just motivate and help and love one person the same as I can another, mm -hmm. you know, like that's, that's really, right. that's really true. And the older I get, the more I realize that. Uh, and then just not being a downer. I mean, mm -hmm. it's so many tiny things. Like right. one of our um, company core principles is lift others up. And another one is choose hope. Like implicit within that is don't complain. Yeah. Like it's so tiny, but the amount of people that just want to be like, Ugh, today is 73 degrees. It's mm -hmm. not 71 degrees. You instantly suck the hope and the joy and the perspective and the energy out of a room when you do that. Yeah. So even just not doing little things like that, you can inspire someone because it's like, why is that guy not complaining? That's right. weird. I've never heard him complain. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I, I want to get practical on that specific topic yeah. of what does it look like for me or for anyone listening to become the type of person that people want to be around because they're that electric personality is like when this guy walks in the room, you instantly are gravitated towards them because they're positive or because they're optimistic. Yeah. What does it look practically to become that? Yeah. So, I mean, for me to answer that, I think I have to like turn to the Bible. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of like, this is just my perspective. So I think there's two things. One, there are general commands, like be joyful always. Right. So if you are a negative, if you're negative, that's just not going to work. You're not going to move people. So there's these general commands, be joyful always. And these general principles that you can pull out of the Bible. And then there's specific things like I can't motivate the same, someone the same way Joe White can from Canica. Right. Because we are definitely wired differently. And so with that, it can be destructive if I try to do things the way Joe does, mm. you know? So I think through talking to community and talking to friends be like, hey, what are my strengths? How can I really help and bless people? And then praying, hey, what are my strengths, God? How can right. I, you know, help and bless people? Yeah. That's where you then take these general commands, be joyful always, things like that. And then you make it specific to yourself. And I think, I honestly think that there is... Uh, we have access to a superpower through a really simple prayer. And it's, what do I do? Mm. Asking God this question, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? Literally as many times as you can in a day, right. because then God is informing you of what you can do in a moment to be the biggest blessing to people. And so instead of thinking, oh man, what would Joe do? <laughs> you know, it's, it's not that it's, what, what should I do? What right. can I do in this moment? Yeah. And that's how we're called to live. And that's how Jesus lived. You know, he, he said, I did nothing that the father didn't tell me to do. Mm -hmm. I will not do anything. The father doesn't tell me to do. Right. I got that right. I think you did. Yeah. You know, so yeah, same yeah. with us. It's totally. the exact same with us. What do I do? What do I do? God. Yeah. And I think a lot of that is wrapped up or encapsulated in listening. Yeah. You're listening to the Father. You're listening to community. So talk about listening. How, how do you listen well? How do you become a good listener of people's opinions, of the Father's calling, and then in turn apply that to your life? And do you have a story about that And starting Inspire More? Is that part of that story, listening to the Father's tug of your heart to do this for people as a blessing to provide positive content? Well, I can tell you, I never would have thought that I would be where I am today. <laughs> mm -hmm, yeah. I mean, it's crazy, you know? So I think that God takes you on a way more fun and wild ride than you can ever go on. Right. Like one of my favorite 
silly quotes ever is, you know, I don't know what my future holds, but I know who holds my future. Yeah, that's so it's true. very basic, but it's so powerful and it's so, so true. Like listening just to listen can be maybe not the the best, but asking and asking really great questions and then listening, I think mm. typically can be better. Yeah. Uh, even if you go before the father and you say, hey, like, God, what do you want to show me today? That's you then posturing your heart intentionally to listen. So I think asking is the first step of listening. Right. And then that question, you know, what do I do? What do I do? That's a question that you listen to. Yeah. But the key then is to actually listen. You know, I think so often people will ask a question just to then give a response to whatever the other person says. So they're right. not even listening. They're just yeah, formulating yeah. their own response. Totally. And so I think like really slowing down and breathing, like taking a deep breath and really trying to listen and just, we often move too fast. So I think just going a little slower can often help you to really ask the right question. You know, take that extra two seconds to breathe, ask that question, listen, take another deep breath and then respond. Yeah. You know, that I found that helpful and I'm typically like a really quick moving person. Right. And so that's hard for me to do, Totally. but when I do, I can then operate with a little bit more peace and intentionality because I'm asking and listening better. Yeah, and just having clarity of your mind and, and renewing your mind daily and knowing, hey, this person has my best in interest and being able to apply that to your life. But even going back to inspiring people, I want to I go back to breathing life mm -hmm. and what it means to breathe life and that biblical concept from 2 Timothy 3.16 that uh, the Word of God is God-breathed and it's inspired by God. So talk about God-breathed, kind of break that down a little more. Yeah, I mean, that's for, so I guess two things as a company, you know, we are really trying to reflect God's glory through a secular way. So our company doesn't report on anything religious or political, but at the end of the day, you know, my personal belief and hope is that we are showing the amazing things of God through the amazing things of creation, like these incredible stories and pictures and views and moments and things like that. And, you know, there is, a, there is a biblical precedent of that, of just the, the nature, the earth, the glory of, of this world reveals right. God's glory. So I think that there's that component for us as a company. And then for me as an individual, you know, I, I think that at the end of the day, when I'm, you know, talking to someone, I have to realize, like, I don't have any idea what I'm doing or saying right. at the end of the day. You know, part of that, going back to what I was saying, part of that question of what do I do, it's, it's also saying, I have no idea what to do, mm -hmm. so what do I do? Right. So then I'm asking God and I'm hearing from Him through prayer or through community or through the Word of God. And I think as a believer, that's, that's the way you do it. Mm -hmm. So you constantly go before the Lord and you say, I don't know what I'm doing. I literally right. have no idea. Even, and I was talking to someone the other day, even if I had already sold three companies and made $500 million, if I thought that I knew what I was doing, then I would, I don't, I, don't, I think that, that would be wrong right. because life is so crazy and there's always a million different choices at any given moment. And so I don't know. And I probably won't know for a while because it's so crazy and so complicated and so hard and trials come out of nowhere. Right. But that's where we can turn to community and to God in prayer and to the word of God to yeah. really guide and inform our steps. And then we just try to 
listen and obey in the best way possible. That's good. And I think if you put that all into one word, it's humility yeah. and being humble enough to throw down your pride and say, hey, I don't know what's going on. I don't know where to do, but I have to humbly come before you who does. And you know my future, you hold my future and you've gone before. And it, it takes that pride. And I think as anxiety rises, pride does as well. So how as a leader do we combat pride in our life and be humble enough to ask someone else, Hey, what are my blind spots? Where do I need to grow? And ask the Lord and tell the Lord, Hey, I don't know where to go. I don't know what to do, but I know that you're in charge. How does a leader lean into humility? Yeah, I think that, that, so I think from a, you know, if, if you're a believer, I think there's certain things you can do. And if you're not a believer, I think there are certain things, but I think there's a consistency in both. And it comes down to the word discipline, in my opinion. You set up structures and people in your life so that you can combat your ridiculous pride, which will continue to surface. Right. Uh, so for me, my business partner and I, who you quoted earlier, we meet every week and we do a weekly lunch and prayer and strategy time. And then we go through books. And then, you know, I do a quiet time every morning because I need it. And if I don't get it, then I'm going to turn into a monster Mm -hmm. who is dumb and grouchy, basically. And and I actually mean that. That's what I become without a quiet time, without time with Jesus. And even beyond that, I've now started structuring little nibbles throughout the day where I'll uh, consume something, even if it's just like five minutes of reading a book or five minutes of listening to a sermon Mm. where I can just get a little dose of medicine, like a little bit of medicine, because I recognize that I'm sick and I need, you know, constant infusion of hope and of truth throughout my day. And so I think in order to grow in humility, you have to tap into the source of humility, you know? So if you're a believer, that's God and the things of God. And if you're not a believer, then that's other things. You know, what are other, um, you know, what are other books or people who really move you that you could set up a structure? Because if you just rely on your feelings to guide you throughout the day and you don't have a plan or a structure, then we typically tend to, you know, downslide yeah. in that. Oh, and that's day. human nature, you know. It really is. Speaking of books, I'm gonna put you on the spot. What are what are a couple books that come to mind that have really influenced your leadership? A book that um, is important to you or you would recommend to any young leader? Yeah. So a few. Um Spiritual Leadership by Jay Oswald Sanders. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Yeah. It's probably the best book on leadership I've read. Um I think uh, from a work perspective, Every Good Endeavor by Tim Keller is amazing. It breaks down why do we work and what is the purpose of work. Um, And then I just started reading another one called The 4-8 Principle. Um, It's by Tommy Newberry, and it's all about how do you have a joy-filled perspective? How do you choose to do that, and what are the disciplines you can create to do that? Because you know, no one wants the opposite of that. Totally. (laughs) Really? No. Yeah. And it goes back to what you're talking about with discipline. And I think all throughout scripture, you see where discipline leads to delight and where you discipline your life to do things well. So what does discipline look like structured in your life? How do you discipline yourself every day? Yeah. So like I was saying earlier, um, I do quiet time in the morning. So my wife and I are going through this thing called Bible in one year. Oh yeah. The Bible recap. It's a, well, I don't, it's an app on my phone, but every day it's, uh, Psalms or Proverbs, New Testament, Old Testament, and there's a theme that ties together all three readings and there's a commentary on all three readings. That's awesome. And so I love it because it's just a preset structure that I can adhere to, right. whether I do all three readings in a day or just one or two. Um, I like to have that flexibility within, within that structure. Um, so that's been amazing. And then, uh, 
we uh, we take Sabbath really seriously, so no work, and we set aside time to read in uh, in scripture, and uh, just not be on our phones mm. once a week. Um, and then we we've always prayed together. So I think in mm. our seven plus years in marriage, we've prayed together every day, mm. except for two when I was on a out of the country on travel. Right. Um, but just having that set time for both of us was has been amazing just to reorient ourselves and remember okay our purpose is jesus and our right. relationship and then we uh we take community really seriously so we meet with our community basically once a week that's awesome and then i think also physical like working out is really important yeah and totally. for some more than others and for me it's critically important like i gotta get four or five times a week or else i become a monster zombie. Totally. totally. <laughs> then you work out to become a monster yeah. as well. But okay, Robert, I want to land the plane here. Um, what advice would you give to your 20-year-old self? If you go back to yourself at Vanderbilt University, what would you tell that guy that was my counselor at camp or tell any 20-year-old leader looking towards the future with optimism? Um, what would you tell that person? The first thing that comes to mind is just keep it simple, stupid. Major mm -hmm. in the major, minor in the minors. Right. God's got it. Do not stress. And instead of taking that stress and worry, that energy that you're spending there, spend that on asking the question, what do I do, God? So what do I do in this moment? What do I do today? How do I be faithful today? How do I, how do I be faithful right now? What do I do? Because mm -hmm. if you do that enough, then you're really starting to reflect the life that Jesus lived. And when you do that, the craziest, most amazing adventure will unfold. Right. And so instead of worrying about what will happen or what should have happened or what can happen. You're just focusing that energy on what do I do? And it just, it makes it so much simpler and it takes all of the, the weight out of it. So instead of worrying, will I become worth something? You're realizing my worth isn't asking God, what do I do? Mm. And then I always love the prayer, just God, will you do great things and let me be a part of it. Yeah. So that is, when I've prayed that a lot, it's really cool. And great things don't always, you know, look like how I want them yeah, to look, totally. but they're great. Um, so yeah, I think, I think those two things. That's awesome. How do we get involved with Inspire More? Go to inspiremore.com and okay. the biggest thing is to check out our email and just spread the word, tell people about it and uh, check out the content because it's really good. Yeah. I mean, we're trying, our goal is to be the digest of the most inspiring things in the world. That's awesome. So. I uh, subscribed not long ago. Well, it was a few weeks ago and have been getting y'all's email and it's encouraging just yeah. to get the positive content of what's going on in the DFW area and all around the world that there are good people doing good things and you're one of them. So thank you for, for doing that and for providing this resource. I would encourage anyone listening to go sign up for that. But Robert, thank you so much for your time. Awesome. I appreciate it more than you know. Yeah, thanks man. Enjoy it. Yep, you guessed it. Quick shout out to the Vasco Band. We love you, Vasco! For their sponsoring of music for this podcast. Go check them out. Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, wherever you find your music, check them out. The Vasco Band.